2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. Hee hee hee. This is album 44, Illmatic by Nas from 1994. Guys, you know, this song, like this whole record was about Nas growing up in Queensbridge. So it made me wonder, what was it like for us growing up? And I'm going to put in this song. Mm, flashback to our, to our youth. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Wolfman Rob on K-Rob. K-R-O-B. Midwest. Let me break it down for one and all. I want to talk about us when we were small. Sit right back. Let me tell you the truth, ladies. This is about the Beck did it better, babies. Matt grew up with sports wall to wall. He was always out shooting those basketballs. And when it was too cold, you have to assume he was out hitting balls. But now with his room, Russ grew up in a similar way. Don't forget he went to high school with Green Day. He was in a rap group. Don't yeah. forget the bad boys. He even had Santa to deliver the toys. Now Aaron yeah. grew up in Iowa, which is quite far. Down there, nobody even owns a car. He got around yeah. on an old horse and buggy. When his parents went out, he practiced, Please believe me. Yo! <laughs> when Rob was young, he never had no job. His room was messy, he was called a slob. At junior high yeah. dances, he always was alone, but he recorded radio shows on a microphone. He recorded hit songs <laughs> yes. off the radio. He always did dream about doing his own show, but that dream went away as time passed him by, and now he's stuck doing this crap with these three guys. Oh! <laughs> Midwest. My life's a disaster. Just recording this therapy for me. When you want to hear my greatest albums of all time. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's the most impressive thing I've ever heard in my life. Look it up online. It's all about my youth. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, give us a chance to talk about honest letter friends. I've got the very best podcast for you, Jack. All right, Beck did it better. Okay, Aaron, don't get so mad about that. Relax. All right, I'm here with three guys who hear about Queensbridge, and they want to know what Trump is. That's a bridge joke. I declare that's a good joke for dummies. Isn't that a chess joke? What? No. Did you guys know I played in a bridge league for like two years? I did know that, yeah. I would be, I bet, half the age of every other person there. It was like the number of me's and the number of oxygen tanks were never equal. There's always more oxygen tanks. I don't know why I said the equal. She said greater than. But we would play bridge and um and it was like these people were so competitive. And I had Jenny be my partner once for this big tournament where we got points. Oh, that went well. And Jenny comes in. She has no idea how to play bridge. None. She I told her to practice. She said, No, I'm not going to. I said, okay. And then um during the game, she would be listening to conversations at other tables. So when it was her turn to bid, she also had no idea what was going on because she would be looking 
over here and somebody say, excuse me, it's your turn to play. And she'd be like, what? I mean, she's just listening to other conversations. All right. Isn't uh, isn't Bill isn't Bill Gates and Warren Buffett famous for like playing a bridge game? Like Bill Gates yeah. would fly in just to play bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're big in bridge Omaha guys. With, that's yeah. Yeah. That's my family bridges, bridges big in my family. So I was like, oh, I'll do this. And then I was like, oh, that's right. I'm terrible at math and I can't remember anything. I'm getting destroyed by people who are like, Double my age. I don't know if you caught that earlier, but the math works both ways. It's reciprocal, Aaron. <laughs> and you're Look not old as shit. Maybe you can let Matt sit in for you next time you got a family game. Matt would probably fit in perfectly for that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I can still play a mean game at Bridge, though. I got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Online dating is a bitch, and it makes me cry. That's why I get high, because it's never known when I'm going to get Oh! <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Note to self, Russell Starting talked to me before the podcast hot. and said, you need to bleep the last word. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to forget. <laughs> All right. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Excellent. Just excellent, Rob. Thanks oh, for having high me. High energy. I love that. Yeah. All right. I've got Aaron out in California. Aaron, how are you doing? Uh, you guys, I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be here talking about this album with the two men who taught me the most about rooting for the villain and how much fun that is. That is Nas. And Russell J. Let's get it rolling. Yes. Yes. What does that have to do with villains? Watch a flick, Illin, and root for the villain. Russell what? always rooted for the villain. What's Illin for, for the villain? What are you talking wrestling? about? Have you listened to this album, Rob? It's called Illmatic by Nas, released in 1994. I thought Illmatic was named after a guy on his block. It's a line in, in, in one of the songs. He says, I'm sit back, chilling, watch a flick, Illin, and root for are the villain. Are you lyric shaming me right away? I, you want yes, me to listen to every lyric? Jump. Okay, just because I didn't have this CD in my car growing up in high school, <laughs> I don't know every lyric. I wouldn't listen to They Might Be Giants. You, I wouldn't make you listen to They Might Be Giants for a week and then shame It wasn't in high school for lyrics. me, though. It was during my it was during my hip-hop message board era, which was my 20s. Not oh, my embarrassing God, that was your 20s. Anyone. I didn't even realize <laughs> yes. that. I know. You guys missed that whole joke. You could have riffed on that for days. That was in your 20s when you were raw yes. going to give it when to you? Oh, my God. I thought Rusty's you were like basement. 13. Did you guys think he was 20 for that? I thought he was like oh, 12. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, no. no. That's like my Yahoo fantasy football name is I like big butt 75. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> because I, not your, I thought your, your team name was Rob's gangbang gang. I no, 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 no. That's uh, it had to be turned to RGBG once we started using work emails to check our fantasy team. RGBG? No, but my Yahoo name, because I need a name at yahoo.com, it was, oh, I should probably shouldn't say it on the podcast, but it's it was, I like big butts and a number. And I was like, because I liked that song at the time. So now when I'm like in a league with my dad or I started NCAA, no, and I can't change it. So, so I have to send my dad like, Hey, you want to be in my bracket? (laughs) Sign up with, I like big butt 75 super bracket. Rob, I have a very similar experience. I'm 41 years old. When I was in like high school or college, I signed up for a Yahoo account for fantasy football. And then I played, you guys were talking about bridge. I used to play online Euchre on Yahoo. My screen name was sad. My screen name was pile of shit at (laughs) yahoo.com. So here's the funniest thing though. Here's the funniest thing. So when you play like online Yahoo or like Yahoo Euchre, you have a, excuse me, what username do you want to pick? I think I'll pick pile of shit. Okay. 
No. So for the Yahoo like you group, you get a ranking. So every time you win, your ranking kind of goes up. And when you lose, you go down. So you're always trying to like get up higher on this ranking. And so like one weekend, I just Pile got shit, crushed for like moment. a week in a row. Like they kept, I kept losing, losing, losing. Oh, no. And my ranking kept going down. And when your ranking goes down, people at good tables won't let you play with them. And oh, so no. I was like, fuck it's it. I need to start worse. a new account. So oh. I started a new account, which is no. called no. Pile of Shit 2. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, if you go and look at like our... If you guys go look at like our Yahoo name. Fantasy Football <laughs> account, my, my screen name is Pile of Shit 2. And that's why it's that <laughs> screen name. So your, so your solution to sucking at Euchre was to just make a fake account. Yes. Like, oh my god, nobody will play with me. I need to make a fake account. Russell, it's the saddest story I've and ever it was heard the in my same, life. It was the same name. I just added a two on the end Online Euchre of it. with you. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you guys ever were playing Online Euchre with Pile of Shit 3, you know I'm going to reset my ranking. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> but this goes up all the time because you're right. Like, Matt was, I was talking with Matt earlier tonight. And he was talking about uh, an online oh, NCAA God, basketball pool on Yahoo that Rob organized. And I was going to join it this year, oh. but I heard all your kids were going to be in it. I'm like, I can't put a pile oh. of shit to oh. oh. um, <laughs> submission into the basketball bracket. So I didn't even play. So somebody out there is like pile of shit too. God, I wonder who got pile of shit one. Not knowing it was the same <laughs> Turns guy. Turns out it was me. It's the same guy. <laughs> this can't be the same guy. Can it? <laughs> pile of shit two can't be the same guy. Like, as pile of shit, shit one plays Euchre. Ones are taken. Pile of shit one is so bad at Euchre, but pile of shit two is so good. They can't be the same person. I will play with pile of shit two. Hey, who's just partner at my table? Oh, pile of shit one. Yeah, I don't want to play oh, with the guy with horrible. I don't want to play with a guy with that name. Walk away. Russell's Walk like, away. it he's must be because I'm horrible. No, they don't. They just don't want to play with a guy named Pile of Shit One. Well, it's pile of shit two. It's like be- bigger and better. <laughs> bigger and bigger better. better. <laughs> Hard to do it. Oh my god! That's the name of this podcast now. Pile of shit too, bigger and better. Oh, what Elmer are we even talking about? Oh yeah, this is because Elmer was making fun of me. He was shaming me. So, listen, like a retired train, we're off the rails already. Uh, let's go right to our voicemail. So stupid. Nice to get my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. God, the listeners are pile shit. of shit just too the listeners. Dumb. The biggest pile of shits in the world. Radiohead sucks. Oh, oh wow. Uh, I listen to all the albums online throughout this podcast uh, just to kind of be on the journey with you guys. And it's been great. Here's new things. Oh, psycho. Uh, get to hear stuff that I really like that I hadn't heard in a while. Mostly, it's, nice. it's been awesome. Uh, but I'm listening to Radiohead and in my office. Coworker walks in and he looks at me and he's like, hey, you okay? Is he depressed? What is this? What are you so this is like some like Dolores Claiborne shit. This guy's going to take us out to the woods, break our legs and then make us do like a podcast forum. He's like, Hey, I really, I like you guys. Like I talk with you and sometimes I record it. Do you guys think you could like play me talking with the podcast on another podcast? It's like a part of the podcast. That would be kind of incredible. What a sicko this guy is. This, this voice does sound familiar to me. This may be the same person who requested that we put the title of next week's episode oh. in the write-up because he can't figure out how to do the <laughs> the website for Rolling Stone. So he is definitely one of the dumb shit listeners. Rob. That website is terrible. No question. <laughs> I was just kidding. I love this guy. What are you doing? Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for that. Do you guys handle it well? I don't know. Like, it's crappy content. 
So kudos for you know following through it. <laughs> That's know? the back of our shirt. <laughs> I don't know. File of shit too. And I'm sure you guys will be but playing the Monday Night Football outro was would have been completely appropriate after the three things about the album. And then uh, just oh! going straight to the Beck did a better theme song and just ending it there. So I don't know. But <laughs> hey, keep up the good work, guys. Really appreciate the podcast. What the what the fuck I is like going the on? Is there like they're like Shit. wanting they're like micromanaging like oh put the play the sound clip and then roll out and then <laughs> that would have been they, good. They didn't want to hear Radiohead either. They didn't want to hear any Radiohead content. I don't know, man. I I thought we had a nice productive discussion about Radiohead. We all went home feeling good. Oh no, it was a disaster. God damn it, the episode was a disaster. This guy's right. <laughs> Early's a fod- podcast feeling like good about himself and not like totally beat down. It's like, oh, that was a bad episode. Wait I'm, I'm wait, Matt. I feel like Matt's starting to steam and he's going to start yelling at our listeners to keep their negativity to themselves right now. <laughs> no, you know, to, to be to be honest, I think he he was very fair. He just said, "This is no good. I just I don't like it." You know, I think I don't know. He said the content was bad. He's not ripping on Radiohead or okay. anything like that. That's I true. don't agree with him. Wait, did he rip Radiohead or did he rip us? I mean, he no, he's ripping Radiohead. Radiohead. Okay. Yeah, he's saying he's saying the Radiohead content, you know, it's not good content. And I said, you know, could, he could be talking about us, but yeah. Russell hears somebody criticize something, he automatically thinks he's talking about us. Next time, <laughs> next time I next time I pick up a woman on a date, I'm gonna play Radiohead. So if it doesn't work out, I could just blame it on that fucking terrible yeah. band. <laughs> Man, I think if you, I think I think there are tracks on the In Rainbows album that are panty droppers. I think, but In Rainbows is in oh. this list. But I think there's, I think there's some you could you could go with. Oh man, mm. I, okay. But again, hey, you know what? You know, I think we. Sorry, Dad. We get a little bit. <laughs> He's like, "That's okay, son. I'm more of a panty pull to the cider." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> so that's going to be like a five second bleep. I think, you know, I think I, I don't mind when people call in and say they don't like the, you know, the, uh, the album stuff like that. I think that's part of our whole process. Yeah, here, I'm glad they're getting the stuff out. And, uh, you know, it's good to hear that people are actually listening. Right. I think, conversation. Um, I think we can officially say, right, that we're, we're not, we don't have tens of listeners anymore. We have dozens of listeners. So our dozens of listeners, you know, I appreciate when they call in. But I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Like to hear if the, they're looking for a Euchre game, game, it's pile of shit too at Yahoo. <laughs> Come find me out. I have no, no standards on who I play with, and I do tabletop. So my, my heart bleeds for you, Trump. Russell, I think we should set up like, uh, <laughs> I, do I don't know, whenever this, no thing is, uh, whenever this thing's posting, but like June 22nd at 6 p.m., I think we should have an online Euchre tournament with just Ru- Join Russell and Euchre. No. Oh. a better Central tournament. time. We have listeners all over the world. I don't world. know what I'm more embarrassed about that I'm on this podcast or that I have two pile of shit <laughs> usernames for Yahoo card games. Yeah, no. That's that's a tough. That's, that's close. Tough. That is close. Depends that's tough on the to episode. Horse a piece. <laughs> you mistype in your name when you go into Yahoo. You're like, why am I? No, I logged into the long pile of shit account that I have. <laughs> I thought it was pile of shit two point five. <laughs> I never got that far. Did you use this email to sign up for all your dating apps? This might be one of the problems, Russell, is when they're like, oh, contact me off Bumble. I'm pile of shit, too. I have not done that, but I have signed up for many fantasy football leagues, college basketball tournaments, stuff like that. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. Let's finish the voicemail. Listen every week. And uh, again, listen to all the albums just to make sure that I'm keeping up with it. Uh, Cheers. This is an all-star listener. Cheers to you, listener. <laughs> Radio <Radiohead> sucks. <laughs> All right. Let's That's get That's a pretty good call. How do, how do you call the Beck line, Rob? What's the number? The number is 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-2325, I think. 
Uh, and that's the back line. Call or leave a number. And again, if you do text, sometimes you'll get a little text back from me. And sometimes that text has a little picture of my toesies coming at you. Uh, 1443 is Aaron would, is text on his pager. All right. Let's get into rolling going. I feel like we barely talked about anything. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling going. Oh, yeah. All right, Aaron, I'm going to go first. Uh, so let me tell you about my rolling going. Uh, I want to say, first of all, this is also your... Bitch, my screen is so big, I can't find my mouse. Okay. It's also your spanking of the week. Not often you hear that from Rob. It's too big. He's a bad little boy. It's time for Big Papa Rob to give you the discipline you crave. Why is it so long? It's Speed it up. spanked again? Yes. Spanking? And the reason is, I was going to put this into its own... I was going to put this into its own section of... And I was going to make my own sting called Rob's Joke Was Actually Funny. This is where we're going to go back and we're going to see that Rob's joke that he told last week was actually funny. Debatable. Okay, well, let's see what you guys think of this. Do you know how many people I had to wait? For? Oh, my God, Russell. I've had to change diapers, and I've had to wait for the family bathroom. And then some woman comes skulking out, and I'm like, oh, you get out of here. Like, you're just <laughs> spreading out in the whole bathroom. And she's got okay? 20 nipple clamps all over her yeah. body. No, not that yeah, far. Totally not, that's not the joke. toilet that seat. So, you know, that waste of my time trying to sniff it. All right, so, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? No laugh. I'm all I right. got no laughs from you guys. Well, I mean, I just thought sniffing toilet seats at the airport was a normal thing. I didn't think oh that was God. anything that deserved being laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I feel like, wait, do I need, I to, do I I need to slap you guys next week for not laughing at that? I was wondering why on Yahoo Answers, Pile of Shit 2 is asking, what should toilet seats smell like? <laughs> wait, is that what you'd am, ask? What should they smell Am I the like? asshole for sniffing the toilet? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're heading to... <laughs> Toward a situation where every week's podcast is about last week's podcast, and it's a uh, recursive yeah. kind of situation. We never get out of it. It's Inception. Our callers are just now talking to us about OK Computer, where that was like five episodes ago or something. I think we're okay. <laughs> we're in the clear. We would never pull up a joke from the past and just say it again and again and not try to think of anything new, Aaron. That'd be crazy. So, Russell, Matt, Rob, what do we do? How do we make Rob feel better? How do we make him feel good? Does, it, does he need a standing ovation? What what can we do to uh, help help Rob feel better about his his excellent joke and move forward with an excellent podcast this week? Now listen, if my kid hears me say that like on a podcast and is like, "Oh, that's my dad," am I proud of that joke? No, I'm not proud of it. It makes me think about decisions I make in my life and like what I think is funny and why I think that, and it kind of makes me sad actually. Kind of like the intro to this podcast, but it was funny. The idea of being in a family bathroom with my kid. But first, like putting him down to change the diaper would be like, but first. <laughs> there, okay, that's how I had to tell it. I think I just had to change a little bit. Thank you for laughing. You had to, you had to let it. it breathe a little bit. You had, yes. to, let us, you had to let us get the reaction. You know what? You're right. I need to slow down my jokes. Yeah. Get into <laughs> you went it. Right through Everybody's it. Everybody's listening to this at one and a half speed anyway, so you got to slow it down. Oh, my jokes are like a hot tub full of tapioca pudding. You're just going to slowly sink in until it feels good. <laughs> All right. Speaking of pudding, I did have a kid the other day who I heard in my class say to another kid, hey, do you want some pudding? And my problem is I immediately knew what was coming next. My ears perked up because I know that the answer is putting these nuts in your mouth, which is exactly what the students said. Nah, they did not say that. Oh, yeah. Well, they said putting these and then they went like these nuts, these nuts. And they kind of mumbled it. But I was like, excuse me. 
we need to go. I said, come on, we need to go talk outside. And I said, I said, please. This is me saying, I said, you cannot say D's nuts in class. That's inappropriate. <laughs> and I but, had the hardest time. I almost started laughing. But if I, almost podcast, was like, I was like, please download. Beck did it better. Yeah. Would you like to go to the philosophy department with this? <laughs> I feel how soft these nuts are. <laughs> uh, no, I would. I would. I was going to tell him to go see the assistant principal. And he'd say, who's the assistant principal? I'd say, Lee Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi's nuts. but every time we play a game somebody always has imagined dragons and i know what they're saying and then i tried to explain to another teacher and they looked at me like i was the worst person in the world so i was like fine i'm not why am i trying to spread the word about d's nuts wait so hold on so uh, so d's nuts jokes or d's rigor they're back. with the youths right now yes it, the eighth grade teacher goes i wonder why they kept saying DN to each other, DN. And I go, oh, they're saying D's nuts, but just the two letters. I was like, kids are so smart. Kids so are bringing do you them make back. The kids listen to the podcast, Rob, or what? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my God. You know what would happen then if I got fired? I would just be doing this podcast full time. You guys would be on here like four times a week with me. <laughs> We'd be cranking through episodes. We'd be done to 500 albums in a year. Cranking. It'd be so good. Cranking. We'd, we'd, be at, we'd be at the Humpty dance by like 2023. Oh my God. We, it, it, that should be on the list, honestly. Uh, we're just at the end. He goes the baseline. And also, I had a friend who said he, that he did the verse that says, "I use also words that don't mean nothing, like Lupin." Lupin, Lupin, like that's part of the song. I screwed it up. Sorry, I should I should let you go. I should let you go. My no, I should let you go. Okay, now first of all, I'm not asking you to apologize. I just want to point out you were wrong. That was a funny joke. You were wrong. Don't apologize for being wrong. I'm not accepting those apologies. Thank you. It's like I'm a one-man show here. I don't get it. I'm apologizing. I, I we, think, we apologize for apologizing. I just we're think sorry. sometimes Matt and Aaron don't laugh because they like getting those spankings from you, Rob. They enjoy it. <laughs> I think about it all Okay, week, fine. Like, Guess what? Mm, now that we're going to wallow in it, I got one more rolling going. I got in a Twitter <laughs> fight with somebody today, oh, and no, I tried no, to play no. it so cool. I replied no. to a, a media a person in the media who put up a post of the guy who owns like all these hockey teams who made a checklist of after he almost died in a plane crash. Ted Leonsis, the D I saw this. Yeah. I didn't see how it turned out for you, Rob. Yeah. Your brother actually liked it. What I said, oh. it was the uh, <laughs> little Rosie, the little Rosie, the, that gives a credibility. Little Rosie likes it. I mean, great. 80 of them were about how much he wanted to make money. Chose to live in 80%. Iowa life. He's made great decisions. <laughs> oh no. 80, 80% oh. of them. The coming. <laughs> How am I the one trying to keep this on track? This is outrageous. <laughs> 80% of the things on this list were this guy wanting to make money. And it wasn't just a little. He's like, I want to be worth a billion. I want to be worth a million. It was like, and so I just wrote on there and I was one of the first comments on a pretty popular account. And I said, this list bums me out. It's gross that after a near death thing, he would like, you know, just want to make more money. And then this guy gets on my case about it. He's like, why don't you mind your own business? And I go, oh, the guy. Who's the guy? It's just a random guy from oh some some dude. Okay, not so not then like the, I okay. reply and I go, oh thanks Steve for telling me how I should feel. I really love it. Actually, the main guy tweeted me back and I said, yeah, I'm I'm sure that he can do whatever host. he wants, but this list makes me sick. Yeah, did the you, main did the main you account use the guy. podcast account for this or not? No, this is my personal. <laughs> what the account. hell? We could have gotten some followers. <laughs> right. Selfish brick. So then the guy goes, yeah, just don't worry about his goals. Worry about yourself. And I wrote, so then oh, I had no. to go in, then I did that thing and I was trying to be cool about it and not get worked up, but it's all I was thinking about. And I was checking like every 30 seconds to see if this guy's replied. So then I do that thing where I have to go back through his Twitter account. Find something from 13 yes. years ago. 
And I yep. did that once on Facebook. I got in a huge fight about gun control with some guy down in Texas, right? There goes my Getting a going. giant fight with him. <laughs> he, it turns out, I do a Google search. It turns out that this guy tried to start his own church and everybody, he got so mad at the church, he left and tried to start his own church and it made the little town newspaper that he was in. And I knew the restaurant that he owned. So I started replying to him and putting re, uh, like things on his restaurant of like, I ate here and I got bugs in my salad, zero stars. <laughs> oh, no. And then I would post that to him. Oh, that's, and then I wrote, whoa. hey, I wrote, hey, at the end I wrote, hey, did you really go off and start your own church? LOL. And then I replied again and I said, hey, did that work out? I can't imagine that worked out. Come on, I'm Scorched serious. I really want to know if, you're, if your homemade church worked out and he never replied. And I was like, this is, the, this is the best fight and I won. And this is when I didn't have a job. So this took up from like 10 a.m. to like 2 p.m. The whole no, that's day. Job. Like that's kid, a job right there. My kid's like, daddy, daddy, paint with me. And I'm like, I can't. You got paid in satisfaction. Did your wife put all of your assets into an LLC before you slandered this man or not? <laughs> yeah. No, he had started I his mean, own church. What we already have the thing. copyright thing hanging over us now, Rob. We don't need this, too. Well, the problem was, you know what this guy's name was? Martin Luther. <laughs> Martin Luther these nuts. Oh. <laughs> you you realize right, he's got ninety nine trees, but are you are you sure that nobody has your name your your name out there um, like on this podcast? Like, is your last name or part of anything that we've got out there? Because you realize that if somebody ever really got pissed at you, I mean, they would have. Oodles and oodles and oodles of things <laughs> to start listening and come back to you on, right? I like, can't even imagine who would get mad at me. I, well, I, I'm such I a can't sweet either. guy. Who would get mad I at me? I know. I'm with you, but like. Aaron's been writing stuff in a notebook for the last eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. Writing those hey, words past the margin. Oh, That's another nice oh. I don't even know how to start this. Hey, you idiot. I saw you watch <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's Cobra the other day. I mean, that's what my Facebook says. It's like, hey, I just watched Aliens. Wow, what a good movie. Like, <laughs> oh, you think Aliens is a good movie? Idiot. I mean, there's not there's not much there. It's pretty thin. Ugh. All right, speaking of not much there, rolling going, Aaron, how's it going with you? Oh, it's great. I had a very exciting that was evening funny, Rob. I'm laughing inside. Oh, that's a funny joke. That was we, like, okay, guys, I don't need this. Let's pump Rob up. This let's is really, not, yeah, I am not ringing a bell. <laughs> I am not ringing a bell outside of Target discriminating against homosexuals. I am not the Laugh Salvation Jeez. Army, okay? Okay, oh, now that's a good man. joke. That one's that's a good joke, Rob. I'll give you that. I got Hey, ding, ding, ding. Give us some money. Unless, you know. <laughs> unless, eh, Yeah. The about coin goes in the life. slot, if it's you know private. what I mean. It's there's oh, not two okay. slots, and there's not two coins. My rolling going is about <laughs> going out to dinner. Two uh, slots. We, that's we on the made arm of our shirt. Our <laughs> Okay, so what does the shirt say? The shirt says piece of shit too at yahoo.com. On the back it says, what was it? Big poo poo times two. Number two times two or whatever it was. And on the side it says, what does it say? I just said it. What was it? (laughs) Two slots. (laughs) Somebody make this shirt. How's it going with you? Tpublic.com slash Beck did it better. Tonight we, uh, I'm very, I'm very excited, I'm very happy. We went out for dinner tonight as a family for the first time in over a year. So we went out to our one of our favorite pubs down here on College Avenue. Yeah, what's it called? What so pub? How, Where'd how, you go? how was the Whopper at this Burger King? This was the Golden <laughs> Squirrel in Rockridge in uh, in Oakland. 
It's one of my son's favorite places. So we went to went out to the Golden Squirrel. He was a perfect angel. He was wonderful. Oh, he wow. ate his kids' fish and chips. He watched an episode of Wild oh, okay. Kratts. He was amazing. Uh, wait a minute. Wait I enjoyed a fried chicken sandwich. It was wonderful. Why is your kid eating fish and, fish and chips? I'm I'm not making fun of your kid. But why don't they eat like chicken fingers or macaroni? I why do they eat fish? So and they chips? have both of the, they have both of those on the menu. They have I know. the kids' menu there is the cheeseburger. Uh, pasta with uh, red sauce, yeah. chicken fingers, uh, macaroni and cheese. He he chose the fish and chips. He likes the macaroni. The macaroni didn't have truffles, and that's below Aaron's son's standards. If there's yeah, no likes, truffles in the macaroni, he likes to have out. the fish and chips with ketchup. Are you guilty of pushing him toward the weirdest meal? Did you do that? No, no, because I was inside ordering uh, when he was outside choosing. No, he likes the fish and chips. Oh my he god, he was outside in the, the car. He was going through the, on the patio. He was out inside? on the patio. He was out on the patio. Oh, I was I say, okay. There was a line to order. We're still dealing with like, you know, COVID protocols and the like. So we were, we were, I was inside ordering, but, um, I was really I stoked can't follow because the story anymore. All, all, all day today. I thought, you know, the one thing, the one thing I need to drink today is some Hennessy because Nas is one of the all time great Hennessy rappers. He's got hey. so many great lines about Henny. Who, I'm ah, with you tonight, Aaron. I'm yes. also drinking some fantasy with you. I love it, Russell. So I didn't want to buy a whole bottle because I don't usually drink it. Russell, I props if you bought a whole bottle. But I, I went to the bar to get myself a shot of Hennessy after the, the family was situated and enjoying their meal. And lo and behold, the, the bartender was a black man. And I was sure he was going to make fun of me for drinking Hennessy. But I had to do it anyway because I'd been looking for it all, uh, looking forward to Please, it all day. Sir. You say it like that, <laughs> so, like a real sniveling no, worm. No, no, no. Please, sir, I said, don't make fun I said, of me. I want know, some Hennessy. He'd be like, "Why would I, I like, make fun of you of Hennessy? That's even like, worse than what you." These thought. people, like these people, know me there. So the and like as a white man, so, you try to order it in like the most you know the straightest way possible. Like I'm not going to call it Henny. I'm not going to try to like be down or anything. You know. Now, Aaron, so, are you so, doing your five minute comedy stand up comedy bit? No, white guys order Hennessy like this. <laughs> no, so I just okay. tried to play it straight. When white like, guys but, get but, popcorn at the movie theater. They get it like this. Mm, I got up to no the butter, got up to the bar and I was like, "Oh man, like this is going to be super dorky, but I got to do it because this is what I wanted to have. I needed to have some Hennessy." And um, and so the guy, you know, very nicely is like, "Okay." And the the woman who I know there, who like knows my typical order, was like, "Oh, oh, um, all right." And uh, and so he, you know, he kind of looks at me like, "Well, this is a strange thing." And I had, I said, you know, typical Rob thing. I was like, well, tonight I'm recording a podcast about Nas. And of course he doesn't ask what's the name of the podcast. No. <laughs> Could I listen? Nope. Not happening. But very nicely pours me a shot of Hennessy. And then when he hands it to me, he says, Hey, anything's possible. So nice. you guys, anything is possible tonight on this podcast. I'm very excited to be here. That's Aaron, really going. Do you know if a rapper has ever said the line? I'm like a rooster. I get every Hennessy. I'm sure somebody has. We got to look that Come up. Come on. Somebody that's so good. Has. That's a good one. No, I, I somebody piggy, probably has. Can I, I piggyback that? on this? So, so you guys know I try to pair drinks, and I went with Hennessy this week, too, but I did go to the liquor store, and I did multiple trips past the Alizé aisle, and I was ready to get oh, some Alizé, yes. but I didn't want to be accosted by the people at Total Wine about why I was drinking <laughs> that bright red liqueur. What are you talking about? Alizé? Alizé. 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 Three for Alizé. And words. Like, Rob, did you listen to this album? What album are we listening to? <laughs> are we supposed King. to be listening now? Okay. I think it's Carol King. 
I I did uh, about two weeks ago. I listened to Young Buck's "Welcome to um, Oh, he's still welcome to Nashville." Young Buck, who was on uh, who was G Unit, and he's from Tennessee. And on the entire album, I think he only rhymes Hennessy with Tennessee one time, which is incredible. That shows you, yeah, as a rapper from Tennessee, how do you do that? That's really good. Like you, you would be tempted to go back over and over, but. Right. Like I would be like, what about Chattanooga, Tennessee? What about <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee? What about Knoxville, Tennessee? And everyone would have a Hennessy rhyme with it. And I said exactly. Hennessy, but don't don't judge me for that. So anyway, I'm, that's that's me. I'm very excited to be talking about this album and one of my favorite Hennessy rappers, Nas. Well, by the time we get to it, Aaron, we're gonna have about five minutes to talk about it. So we better hurry this up. Um <laughs> Russ, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going really well. Aaron said he just went out with his family, went out to dinner for the first time. I actually went out to dinner. With some friends for the first time. And I actually oh! met my good friend, Matt. Matt and a few of our other friends, Darren and Chad. And some of them brought their kids. We went out and got a burger at this cool burger spot, Sandy's Tavern. It was great. But then the night ended a little bit weird. And I got to call out a friend right now. <laughs> it turns out, have you guys ever dined and ditched before? Oh, I've never, never dined and dined dashed. And dashed. Dined and dashed. Dash. Have you ever gone and not paid your bill and left? No. Whoa. Aaron, have you done it? That's I got to plead the fifth on this one again as well. Matt, that's have, a story Matt, for have you done pod. this within the last two hours of your life? Or uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I've, I've Matt, have you died and dashed? I've definitely paid the full bill, but every once in a great while, I think I've forgotten to leave a tip or something like that. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, you don't want a tip, Matt? That's even worse. <laughs> Matt, you got to give him the tip. Yeah, Matt, you do you understand the, the burger. Tip. I know you don't want him to get minimum wage, Matt, but like you have to tip him then. Like that's point part of the point. Well, of it, it. Gets, it's, it gets a little bit worse, even Rob, because this oh, this no. is the Sandy's worse bar. Is an understatement. Oh no! <laughs> Can I tell my version, or do you? Yeah, want to you tell, tell your, your version. version. Was you your tell waitress your version, little orphan back. Annie? <laughs> Leo, little orphan Leo. Please, sir. Could I have a tip? So, Matt's like no. So I'll let Matt explain because there was a no, little. No, no, I want to hear you. I want to hear your side of the story. There was a little it. weird Me? dynamic. So we go to this burger place, and it's in a city where Matt grew up. So it's possible maybe Matt knows someone who works there, knows friends of friends, or something along those lines. And we're sitting there, and Matt realizes this. Our waitress is also from the city he grew up in. She's a few years younger. Turns out she's married to kind of a friend of a friend or something along those lines. They start talking, and she asks Matt's last name so they can try to connect. The dots and Matt refuses to give her his last name, oh, just no. like we do on the podcast. And it, we, no one really understood why, but she came back again and they were talking. I think there were three occasions where she kind of asked for the last name and he's like, I'll write it down, I'll give it to you. Kept not doing it, not doing it, not doing it. So then our bills come, Matt and his son leave, and the rest of us leave 15, 20 minutes later. And Matt calls one of our friends and he says, Hey, I think I didn't pay for my bill. I've got too much money in my pocket. I don't think I paid her. Oh, no. So then we'd go in and we, we're the nice guys. And so three of us walk back in, which is probably like, what's going on? And we essentially say, hey, um, did that guy leave you? Our buddy Chad was asking. I think she was worried we overpaid her and she was we were going to try to take money back. But essentially, we said, hey, did that guy did that guy pay you? And she wasn't really clear on it. But so eventually we just gave her some money and said, hey, if he didn't pay you or whatever, here you go. But it made it super weird because Matt was refusing to give his last name the whole night when we were at the dinner to the waitress, and then he stiffed her. Matt, speak up. Defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> was this a lost love or a long lost love? What's going on? No, here? So she's away. a little older. She knows oh, again. She, yeah. knows she signed Matt up going. to play Yahoo Euchre, and his name is Pile of Shit 3 after <laughs> three. that. Display. So. 
Now, Matt, you yeah. have told us about your tattoo that says Milf Hunter number one. So <laughs> tell us about this. Number one. Yeah, hold up the thing. Number one. But then when that account yeah. goes bad, you're like, oh, Milf Hunter number two. Better start it up. Tramp stamp works for Matt, though. It's it's appropriately placed. You know, you get those conversations where you're like, oh, like Aaron, you're probably like, yeah, I'm from Iowa. Oh, we're in Iowa. Well, I'm from uh, you know, I don't want to tell you. I'm from Clear Lake, Iowa. Oh, well, do you know Bob who owns the liquor course, store? Right. You know? yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, there's, it's, it's kind of a Minnesota thing, I think, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Well, or you went to so this gal, right? Yeah. This gal <laughs> married this guy who I know. I don't know him well, but I know all of his friends really well. Like, played basketball and football with them. And Seems like a perfect still, opportunity not to pay her, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's different. <laughs> so then, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I know Nate. I know Dwight. You know, I know all these people. And, oh, you know, and so-and-so still hanging out and all this stuff like that, right? And she's like, well, what's your... I was like, Matt, you know, and she's like, well, Matt, who... And I'm like, and I... It's one of those things where, like, there's no way if I give her my full name. One, she doesn't have her phone out. She's not going to remember who I am. And so, like, it was more like, I'm like, I just want to get past this. Like, you know, yeah, I know I know your husband, all this stuff and all this. So it, it kind of turned weird because she kept asking. And I was like, oh, well, I'll text my other buddy and say, hey, tell. So it, it got really weird. It's just this weird thing. And then it kept getting weirder. Are you a spy? Are you a spy? Maybe. Are you somebody that Maybe. we don't know who you are? Are you in the witness protection? Maybe. So to, you know, so to not so, draw attention because you didn't want to deal with it too much, you told her, I'm not telling you my last name. One of no. the things you can say that draws the most attention of anything. He, he, he all just time. kind of avoided the question. He said, oh, I'll let you know later. I'll, I'll write it down for you. He kept the, I'm not going to yell, oh, I'm Tom Brady, you know, like across the bar. And so that everybody can hear, you know, what's going on. I was like, well, just, I'll, you know, when you come back, we'll talk about it. Kind of Wait, thing. are you, you saying know, you're you the know, Tom Brady of this bar? That you'd no, be concerned if you yelled yeah, your actual name. You'd I was just mobbed. I was just watch, looking at some Tom Brady memes of him of him making fun of Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau, and they were he, he's fucking he's a great troll. So Matt, Tom you Brady's never you hilarious. never stood up for yourself. Did, did you did you stiff her on purpose with the bill? No, <laughs> not on purpose. But here's what happened. So I think you know again this is kind of the first time we've been out and hanging out, and everybody's kind of getting out together. And our buddy Chad was like a loyal listener, one of our. One of our one of our dozens of listeners, and so we go to this bar, Sandy's, right? And they got the old school um, claw game. Okay, so yeah. you go, and I'm with. Now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yep. Is there a new school claw game that I'm not aware of? Aren't yeah. all the claw games almost exactly the same? Is there a new kind of claw <laughs> that's sweeping well, the nation? I mean, they Is there do have the ones dot? that have like iPods and like and like you know electronics. Like on your purple like link under claw game, <laughs> you'll find the new school claw game. <laughs> Nipple clamps. Hey. Claw game. <laughs> hey, ah, claw game, right? And so Eddie wants to play. So I'm like, all right, well, I've got no cash because who carries cash, right? And get take cash. So I go to the ATM and I'm like, Not our well, you know, I'll get, some, I'll get some cash out so Eddie can play this game. Yeah. Well, then it doesn't take dollars. Papa, so then to I play the claw game, you can't pay the waitress. Okay, Eddie, no problem. <laughs> His kid walks out with like eight stuffed animals. Oh, Papa, no I do cash. love these rubber balls we won. And what did you say? They should get a better job. Ha ha ha, Papa. Let's get in the car, drive away. Work harder. Yeah. Wow. They want to make minimum wage for flipping burgers. Ha ha ha, Papa. Thank you for this plastic ball thing with a ring in it that I'm going to lose in the car seat somehow. Your friend Aaron already told me that minimum wage is high enough in this city. Oops, sorry. I figure if I just leave enough silence, Rob will just keep going. Yeah, that's right. You just let him go. Papa. Papa, please. So, th- did your kid win in the claw game, or did he learn the lesson that kids learn in the claw game of life's life's a bitch, and then you die? He did not. <laughs> win. Always wins. But I had. Oh, Robbie, I had, you did listen I, to the album. That's sweet. Thank you. 
I took out I took out a hundred bucks in cash, right? And so out of the I, claw game, what a claw game! Out, out of the ATM, and so I'm looking and I go to pay the bill, and I was going to pay her. You know, I'm a generous tipper. I'm not like Rob. I, I'm a generous tipper usually. Okay, mm-hmm. so did you put all those labels on the album? Because that's what the other tipper did. Tipper Gore. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep, I got I it. Close up that thing with the yep. <laughs> And so For that, the people that are listening, that was not a funny joke. Rob just did a close up of his eyes in the, in the zoom. Yeah, Matt. And really, it's a close up of his mustache. Matt's rock hard really after looking at those eyes. That's his fetish. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have seen him when he was playing that claw game. Yeah. It's really, I just, I, I, it's, it's really easy to get through stories with you guys. You know, all right, it's, all right, all right. It's, I'll it's stop. interesting, you know, and okay, you okay. guys ask questions, and then I try to answer. You're right. You're right. Was this at a Wendy's? <laughs> Wendy's nuts at your face. Because <laughs> all right, keep going. I'll try to get through this. Long story short, mm, I, I don't know paid with that. cash. Never pay with cash. I always pay with card. So I usually write down a tip on that. But I was like, oh, here, just pay cash because I've right. got it. I get home and I take cash out of my pocket. And I'm like, I've got adding it up in my head. And I'm like, I got too much cash oh, in my no. hand right now. Like, I don't think I gave her what I thought I gave her, you yeah. know, as paying for my bill and then the tip. So I called Chad and I said, Hey, will you just check? And she does the thing where she just puts it all into one pile. So she, she says, well, I didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't cash out to the end of the night. So Russell, main man, Russell True was hero. nice enough to just float her, Float me twenty bucks, and you know, which is what I think I shorted her, and so I appreciate it, Russell. Now, Thanks for a doing that. Beautiful thing, man. So you got it. Yeah. So. The whole the whole bugger of the whole thing is is that this guy, this gal, is married to a friend of a friend. I know all these guys, and the last thing that I want to get out there is for Leah to go home and be like, "Well, that motherfucker didn't tip me," <laughs> you know. And then she's telling all of these guys who you know I was great friends in high school. I talk to them now. I don't see them all that often, kind of a thing. But that's the last thing I need is in Richfield getting out that I'm a horrible tipper. And it would I make usually, sense now that you yeah. didn't give her the last name for the first hour and then you stiffed her. You know what though? <laughs> Reputation is important. That's why on all my first dates, I go out and I claim that my name is Andy. <laughs> I don't know, so <laughs> why do you make work for me? Why do you do this? Oh, you know how, how my dad avoids that whole thing of people knowing him in town. Anytime yeah. he gets food to pick up, he claims his name is Tony. His name is not Tony. Yeah, because so we'll they be know si- him. They know him at all the disco ball shops. He can't be like he's got to keep a low profile because he can't <laughs> let people know like he's known at all the disco ball shops. We'll be sitting there at like a pod belly, and it's like Tony, and he gets up, and I go, "No, it's Tony. It's not you." Tony it- walks up, he gets a sandwich. He's like, "I'm Tony." And I was like, "Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need <laughs> to look into this too much." But I get this all the time. Like I live six blocks as the crow flies from where I grew up, right? And so like I'm over there. Yeah, this t ball thing, all this stuff, and I get it all the time. Uh, are you? Is, is Mike your dad kind of a thing? You know, yeah. you question and you never know. I never know if it's good or bad. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, he's a great guy. But sometimes you kind of get a side of like, oh, okay. But Mike's your dad, you know, right. that kind of a thing. And so I, he, he's I that's what I try to avoid at all costs. I just, you know, and I think your dad maybe does the same thing, but it's like, you just never know where those conversations are going. If you can avoid them at all costs, just do it and move on. Hey, are you life, so-and-so's but. dad? Yeah, I am. Wow. He's a real panty dropper. <laughs> sir i'm at my son's t-ball game <laughs> and then they okay. get into an argument about whether he's a dropper or a cider what was that one rob a cider i pulled of the cider i got a kid out in the outfield he's got a batting helmet on backwards he can't do a thing 
Okay. Another kid hit a kid with the butt of the bat by accident. Another kid is choking on sunflower seeds. I don't have time to deal with the panty dropper stuff. Hey, Rob, if oh, I were right. going to start a brewery, I would focus on apple drinks, and one of them would be called Hold of the Cider. Oh! <laughs> Russell, you need to move into that chair. Oh, man, that was a good joke. Uh, yes. I will say this, Russell, you could make money to make that, uh, whatever you were saying about a brewery by doing some penetrating. Penny trading. Oh, I already screwed up the joke. <laughs> Have we heard that? Penetrating you with these dots? Does anyone know how it's rolling going with Matt? Matt, Matt rolling going, going how's it going with you? Oh my God, uh, I thought that what? was Matt's rolling going. Oh. Yeah, no, no I was, no, you know, was I'll, I'll be quick. Responding I'll be to quick. Russell's rolling going. Yeah, I'll Jesus. be quick because I, I too was going to talk about the fact that went out uh, with my main man, Russell, and we had a burger. And, you know, I think the one thing that I've learned through the um, pandemic stuff is, you know, I can make a mean burger, right? Like, I think I make a, a better now, do you mean than average most. by no. mean? Uh, no, that's good. Median. That's, that's nice. Smart yeah, guy joke. Equals MC. I make a mode burger. <laughs> Equals MC. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Close the face. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that, you know, it's one of those things, but going to Sandy's Tavern tonight and having a burger at Sandy's, it's just unbelievably good burger. I've a realized that. A dive bar burger is way better yeah. than any burger you yeah, can ever make. I realize that yes. restaurants will never go away. Everybody's so worried about all this stuff because it's just, it's awesome to be out with friends, having a beer, eating a burger and talking face to face and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. So Russell, thanks for joining. Chad, thanks for inviting us all out it was fun you guys missed out rob yeah. saw you as the last weekend or a couple weekends ago it's Can't just remember. fun to hang out with people totally zoom meeting memory. sucks all sorts all sorts of stuff like i can't wait are you quitting the podcast no is this your speech no, yeah, no. i haven't seen you guys in person like since january of 2020 so, right and yes. so when i and I'm, yeah. I'm gonna i'm gonna hug you all so hard i don't care i know are you gonna wrestle rob to the ground yeah i'm gonna, gonna do it i'm gonna do it about it Yep, we talk. Yeah, has to kind of do the side hug because so, get a little movement. But Matt, is Sandy still a good strip club too, or is that not? Is it not that great anymore? That's <laughs> uh, it's it's all right. Hey kids, these burgers are so good. Everybody, <laughs> welcome Ginger to the stage. Get your grinning and drop your linen, Ginger. <laughs> Kickstart my heart. I like the burgers here. What? <laughs> the burgers are good. The dancers really need to work on that panty to the cider. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about Illmatic by Nas. So this was really, Nas was a guy who grew up in Queensbridge. And if you, uh, Matt recommended it to me, but the Netflix documentary Illmatic is so good. I really, I that was a great recommendation, Matt. You are the king of the documentaries as always. And I thought that really kind of, summed up because you, you read about why people think this album is one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, but you don't understand why people think that until you watch that to me. Anyway, I know Aaron, you're, you were obsessed. You with could, well, album. you could listen to it, Rob. That would be an option. <laughs> the, oh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> you're heading for a spanking. Yeah, get a little sticky okay. over there, Aaron. And it's not going to be made, the nice guy. You made fun of Rob last week and everyone laughed and now you think you can do it every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drive home real fast. How would you like that, Aaron? <laughs> oh, no. That's right. We're breaking up. Oh, jeez, you're breaking my heart. He's never going to wear a sweater vest out with you again. I broke up like that with one girl, and then one girl I broke up with you like, okay, I'm only going to have sex with you three more times, and that's it. <laughs> and I'm serious, okay? So if and you're I'm, all three and tonight, that's, that's fine, or schedule them as fine. was the best three seconds of her no life, more. too. <laughs> Don't ask.
ask me for a fourth time because it's not going to happen three times. What was your it. third fact about the album, Rob? Uh, so my first fact was this was uh, Nas was first featured on a MC Search album. Uh, the I think it was called Backyard Barbecue or something like that. Barbecue Live at the Barbecue. Yeah, Live source, at the Barbecue. Yeah. And they that's kind of how we got discovered. This guy from MC Search became uh, Nas's producer. But this is the first like super producer album that was out there. We've got Large Professor, we've got DJ Premier, we've got Q-Tip from last week, and Pete Rock. All of those people were working on different songs, which is why this album really sounds like it jumps from song to, you know, it's not the same sound. It's not like the Chronic, where it's that same West Coast funk sound. I think a lot of this is that bap bip style, but it, you you have a very different sound on each one. You can I was so excited about that because it's like a direct response to Russell's criticism of low end theory, where he thought it was too yeah. much the same. And now it's like, no, here you go. Here's a, here's an album with four different producers. Every track is a little bit different. I mean, the premiere tracks are, you know, of, of a of a style. But yeah, I, I thought that was very cool. When this no came out, to Arsenio, but that's all right though. It's all right. <laughs> and I want you to keep in mind, listening to this album, that this is a twenty year old kid making this album talking about life and death so are you guys ready to get into illmatic let's get into it yeah all right i'm always ready first off we have represent illmatic i don't know have you heard about the good book the first part is called the genesis yeah and when I saw this song was named the Genesis, it made me think about, did you guys know any kids who had both Super Nintendos and Sega Genesis? Were they no, like I the, was a Sega guy. I was a Sega guy. I was one or the other, right? Everyone was one or the other. Did you know, I knew one kid that had both, and I was like, your life rules. And it did. It really did. I think Biggie, well, probably Puffy. I think Puffy ripped off, well, Biggie's entire first album ripped off Illmatic. Uh, but the first track... On, on Ready to Die rips off the Genesis where it's this whole thing of, you know, how did he get started? They took it further. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, I think... Why, why is it a ripoff? Explain a little a more. So this this didn't seem like your typical song for an opening track. What? Why did they rip it off? Or what do you guys think of the opening track here? There's a clip from a movie to start with. And then the soundtrack of that movie is the beat in the music behind him when okay. he's talking about how he's getting started. And if you remember that um, Biggie one was about how he got started from birth on to... What all the way to going to prison, right? That was wild. Yeah, Biggie, wild Biggie's goes all the way from birth, you know. But it's this sort of sound collage thing. The one on Biggie's album takes him all the way from birth up to the release of his album. This one is more broad, of sort of the birth of hip hop. But you do hear um, Nas's verse from Lav at the Barbecue, where he says, "When I was twelve, I went to hell for. I went to. What's he say? I went to. Talks about snuffing Jesus, but um, he cuts out Jesus on this one. But anyway." Yeah, it, they're playing snippets of Nas's previous stuff and showing how Nas got to where he's at. So I think it's great. I think it's just the stage. I think it's nice. And now we have Gangstar's DJ Premier produced New Ooh, York State drums. of Mind. <laughs> I'll be kicking. I'm like Scarface. His lyrics I enjoyed listening to. I know you think I didn't, but I did. No, it's so dense. It's And this is... I'm going to go ahead and talk because I'll talk all night about this one. But to me, this is the direct line. He's the he's the he's the heir to Rakim's throne as the great lyrical rapper, and he's taken all of Rakim's internal rhyme schemes and multisyllabic rhymes and doing everything rhymes with itself. He's doing really complex rhymes right out the gate, and to me, it goes you know Rakim Nas. To be honest, Eminem was really influenced by this stuff and did it really well. 
and then yeah. Kendrick. And so those are the guys who mm-hmm. really took, you know, rhyming to another level and were really serious about their craft. I mean, Jay-Z too. Um, but yeah, this is like, I gotta say, I feel, I feel really smart with this podcast because I did listen to this album and think, Oh, this is what influenced Kendrick. Like I could hear it. And I was like, yes, I'm like a smart music guy now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say smart things. You're, yeah, man. So we listen say all to more the music. Time, it makes you, yeah. makes you better. That's right. Thank you very much. I yes. appreciate that. All right. Let's get into Life's a Bitch. That's what this is all about, right? Again, this is a 20 year old. Ooh, this is AZ. I bought an AZ solo album just based on this verse. This guy's eaten for his whole life just based on this verse. We were beginners in the spot percenters because all of us. I don't know. Do you guys remember? I, I, I listen to a, a, a podcast now where these guys are obsessed with trying to live longer. Right? Because like they're getting existential about like what is life and what is death. Like, do you guys do anything just to try to live longer? Like, does that every once in a while I think like, yeah, oh, I should try to live. I should try to live longer. And then I'm like, nah, yeah. seems like a lot of work. Don't play this at my <laughs> funeral, by the way, in an ironic do, way, please. Do a few push-ups here and there. I've gotten into I, pull-ups. And, I, I usually get vaccinations of penicillin after questionable dates, and I hope that helps it, <laughs> hopes it last a little bit longer. That should do it. That should do it. <laughs> Actually, one thing, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there's kind of a trumpet at the end of this. And did you know that it's, it's Nas's dad that's playing the trumpet on this track? Did you guys know no. that? Yeah. Well, after watching the movie, I figured it out. But yeah, it yeah. took me a while. But yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, and it made me start thinking. It turns out that Father's Day is coming up about a week after we're releasing this podcast. Oh, oh see, so somebody's paying attention to, to the date. Very smart. Yes, smart thing I'm to do. I love your, it. Your thinking, lessons, Rob. And what I wanted to do is I thought, you know, there's not a ton of compilations with parents and kids on songs. There's a handful. But I figured maybe what we could do is celebrate Father's Day by going over the five greatest Father-son songs of all time. Yeah. It's, 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 I can't think of one off the top of my head. Well, I don't know if all these are like good songs or not, but it's as good as I can. You didn't listen to them. Most of them I think are actually pretty sad, but... Russell, I've been searching online. I've been searching uh, mother and stepson compilation, and I'm getting a lot of different things than the songs I think you're going to play. <laughs> I'll send you all my purple links. Okay, I'll should send I, you yeah, all my purple I links tonight? This? I don't think I Yes, I you know. should. First up, we got to start with one of Matt's favorites. This is Neil Young. How about Old Man? This is a great song about fathers and sons, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're great songs, but it's at least about fathers yeah. and sons. This is actually, uh, I mean, this actually, it plays right into the theme, but it's actually about he when Neil Young was going to go and just, uh, he, he, so he, he went and he kind of went off the, went off the deep end and said, I'm just going to go back and live off the land. And so he went and rented uh, like a shack from a farmer out in the middle, I think it's in California. All right. And so he's just driving around this 80 year old guy. This guy doesn't know who Neil Young is. Right. And he's like, how in the world can you afford all of this stuff? Right. And, you know, he says, you know, old man, look, I'm just I'm a lot like you are. You know, I just want to live off the fat of the land and go. And so it wasn't about his dad, but it was about a father figure from him. And so Same thing. are you yeah. saying that nope. old guy wrote that song? That's crazy. Nope. The old nope. guy's like, wow, I'm a lot like you. But Neil Russell, Young's I'm going like, to bring this back. That? I'm going to bring it back to Father's Day, Russell, oh, because sorry. I think that 
there is a ton of people, at least that me, you know, I think of, and this gets a little corny, but like baseball coaches, things like that, where you learn a lot of fatherly advice and things from, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why yeah. I've always liked that song because it's not actually his dad, but it's somebody who was a father figure for him. And I think, you know, you can take so much from people and kind of shape it into your life. So I, 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 that song is a great song. And we can delete all this if you want. And I'm sorry I ruined your list, Russell. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's reemphasizing it. Yeah. Matt, yep. I am so glad that you think I'm a father figure to you. I think that's an honor <laughs> that I'm going to carry around that you look up to me and say, wow, I'm a lot I'll, like you him. Know How I'll send I you a trophy like that says, thanks. Thanks, Dad. Hey, yeah. Rob, spank him like you would if you were a stepfather. <laughs> oh, no. Videos. You were watching earlier. <laughs> you want a fatherly tip from me? I would say, check out. Uh, Pull it to the cider. The new cider I have coming out from my brewery. <laughs> I forget how I'm paying for it, but I think it was something. Link. What was the thing we had on the sleeve? I can't remember anymore. Well, Alan Jackson never taught his kid how to pull it to the cider, but he did teach his kid, I think, how to drive. So this is Alan oh, Jackson driving. Yeah. I thought that's what Way Down on the Chattahoochee was about. Oh. <laughs> this is a great father-son song, right? Like learning how to drive a car, oh, to yeah. drive a boat with your dad. This is a fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know this one. I'm gonna have to go back and listen. I do love Alan Jackson. He's got a great voice. My, oh, <laughs> my dad reminded me of a story the other day where he was like, you know, when you were younger once, we were at a soccer practice, and a parent came up to me and said, "Excuse me, sir." Your son has just pushed my son from behind. And my dad turned to me and said, Rob, did you push his kid from behind? And I said, no, I didn't. That was, no, I didn't do that. My dad goes, I'm sorry. My son didn't do that. <laughs> but he did eat that cake mix. But he did eat that cake mix. Yeah, he told me that story three months ago. And I was like, dad, I was lying to you. I definitely pushed that kid. There's a 100% of chance I pushed that kid. And then I lied to you. And then you said, no, I believe my son. And I now realize he did it to like make me feel guilty. Because he knew oh. I was lying. And so he switched it around on me. He knew totally that when you were down. 41 years old, this would all come back. Mm. On your podcast. You would feel even more guilty. Yeah. 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 The next That's song fine. on the list. We need a little hip hop on this list too. And yes, I'm going to go. Minneapolis style, one of the biggest Minneapolis hey. hip hop groups, Atmosphere. The song is called Yesterday, oh, and it's yeah. about a guy who's kind of missing his dad. Check this out. It doesn't matter. This is more than beautiful piano, right? Yeah, and can make beats, man. Have you guys ever seen Atmosphere in concert, Matt? You're a first dab guy. I have not. I've got a friend, Brianna, who I went to high school with, who's obsessed and always posting about. And it seems like a great show. I should try to. I saw him three or four times. I also one time went up to talk to Slug at Delano's, and I was like, "Hey, I like your album." That was it. <laughs> what was that? What was that song called, Russell? <sighs> Yesterday. Have you guys seen that movie? where a guy wakes up in a world where atmosphere doesn't exist and he writes all of atmosphere songs <laughs> and he becomes a mid-level hip-hop star. <laughs> and everybody's like, wow, you're so great. Where did you come up with all these? It's yeah. so good. God, I love that movie. Just day was like today. I was a big atmosphere fan back in the day. I owned, uh, what, Lucy Ford, Seven's Travels, God Loves Ugly. And you, right, walked up and, and you walked up and said what? I was like... Say it, say it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, young man, I'm Atmosphere Santa. Come sit on my lap and tell me what you love about my music. I was like, hey, I like your album. That's it. Wow, what a fucking nerd you are. Yep, that is correct. 
What was he doing at Delano's in the middle of the day? Like, what was he doing there drinking a Heineken just like me? Just like a regular old dude drinking Heineken at Delano's in the middle of the day. Yeah. Hmm, why do people go and drink in the middle of the day? Let me think. You guys both have problems. I mean, that's why. Well, I bet when, when Aaron Sonny reaches about 14, they'll be at the bar drinking Heinekens together. Yep. They're having a conversation between father and son. So the next song on the list is Yusuf Islam or Cat Stevens. This is Father and Son. You guys know this one? Oh, geez. My band Killer. played this song. The band I was Wait. in that I played bass in. This song is amazing. It's beautiful. It, makes you, yeah. it almost brings you to tears, right? It's going to just make me weep. This is incredible, Russell. We've gone... We've gone down a real path here. To listen, my son didn't push that kid from behind. <laughs> you are totally wrong. What did he do? The chocolate cake mix. <laughs> he did do that. I know. I, you know what? I'm going to tape him. When I see him this summer, I'm going to tape him, and I'm going to tape an interview with him about the cake mix, and you're going to see what I'm putting up with. Horseshit. By the way, do you think it's offensive to call him Cat Stevens now? I remember when he changed his name. Remember what a joke it was? People were like, oh, ha, ha, ha. It's not Cat Stevens anymore. It's his weird Islamic name. But looking back, like, that's super nasty, right? If he wants to change his name, we should respect that. I think calling anyone by the wrong name is 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 offensive, Ryan. <laughs> that's a funny joke. I no. That's a funny joke. No. <laughs> that was a good laugh. one, Rosie. I get it. <laughs> when Aaron is not able to laugh at his own joke, there's no joke to be had. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta let it breathe. Rosie, you, gotta wait hey, for it to land. you you let it breathe, Rosie. I was, I was gonna say you did an excellent job of letting it breathe. Let it, you gotta let it marinate inside there and let it come to everybody. To be fair, the unfair thing with this is far, that bro. Matt doesn't laugh at jokes. Rob doesn't have a loud laugh at jokes, and if I'm too dumb to get it, Rosie's got no one to help him out. So it, Rosie's kind of at a disadvantage. Rob and Matt, you have two people that will laugh out loud. Rosie's only got one, and if I'm not smart enough, he's fucked. Listen, you know, Russell, let's get back to your list because speaking of, um, no, wait, speaking of letting it breed, speaking of letting it breed, let's get back to these stepmother-son compilations. All right. The next song of the stepmother stepson was that the last Rolling Stones album we did? Let it breed, or no? That yes. was a parody movie I saw on a website. Never mind. <laughs> oh, a website. The different scenes were called. You can't always hump what you want. There was Let It Breed, of course, the titular track of the compilation that I watched. There was also what was the opening <laughs> song on that? Oh, um, there was also Give Me. No, Kimmy Felter. <laughs> Kimmy Felter was the first opening part of Let It Breed, the alternative Rolling Stones adult X par- oh, XXX parody I watched. Feel her. The only thing that's <laughs> uglier than Rob's comedy routine right now is the song Cats in the Cradle by Ugly Kid Joe. I'm going with the Ugly Kid Joe cover of Cats in the Cradle. This is about the father and son. Yeah, Father's too busy for the son, Oof. then the son's too busy for the father. Check this one out. They didn't oh, change yeah. the name of Country Honk. They kept that the same. They didn't have to change that name. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember this song? This was Ugly Kid oh, Joe yeah. was so big for a minute, right? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Is this a little guy that hung out with Kid Rock? Is that Ugly no. Kid Joe? <laughs> That was Uncle. What? No. That was a little guy. Yeah, a little ugly kid Joe. 
I feel like Ugly Kid Joe is kind of like a Skid Row knockoff. I, I, I was thinking about this when I was listening, though. What are you guys afraid that your kids are going to be just like you? Is there something oh. where you see this in your kids and you're like, oh, no, I don't want them yeah. going down this path? Yeah, my kid, I got one kid, is filthy. Just a huge mess <laughs> all the time. And then she's like, I don't want to clean it. And I was like, yeah, I know. I get it. And the same one also when she walks too much, she goes, my feet hurt. And I was like, yeah, I know. I do too. <laughs> she's like, I grew up to be just like you, dad. Matt, how about you? I noticed your kid took the tip off the table when you guys left. So I figured he was following yeah, that. Oh, no. How about be you? Sneaky. Off to the claw game, Papa. And the old school one this kind. <laughs> this time. Son, why can't you talk right? You screw up words sometimes. Sorry, Papa. I have found that I'm going to semi-aggressive driver and I don't think I'm unsafe, but I'm semi-aggressive and like, you know, I'll, I'll talk out loud more to myself and like, mm-hmm. Oh, what is, you know, what is this clown doing? Things yeah. like that. And I gotta, I gotta watch that. Eddie, Eddie's getting pretty good. At, oh, look at this clown, yeah. you know, things like that. <laughs> so, so I've, I have found that, um, not to get too deep. This is not a deep thing, but like, I, I really, my, my aggressive driving, I hope my kids don't, don't pick that up. That's not, you good. know, it's bad when your little kid says, GBH 6KK, I'm going to look up where you live and come kill you. And you're like, I can't be saying that in front of the kids. Aaron, how about you? Other than being funnier than Rob on a podcast, what I, do you know if your, your kid does not learn well, my, in the future? I know that I've, I've heard from my mom that when I was a kid, my grandpa gave her a book that was called Raising the Unhurried Child. And my kid is the most unhurried kid. You cannot move him along in any <laughs> For Love anything. It. He does <laughs> things it. at his pace. He will not do things at anyone else's pace, which I think that one's kind of okay. The thing that he definitely got for me that is not great is that he cannot fucking find anything. Like he'll say, like, where's my paper airplane? And it will literally be like right behind his yeah. heel. And and I'm terrible at finding shit. So that's the one I hope he grows out of. It's like when Aaron's at the top of the tree and he goes, Where's that strap? That? <laughs> I thought I was gonna bring that up here. Well, it, it turns out all my Father's Day songs are actually really sad, so I apologize to all our listeners Ooh, for that, that but was, it is what it is. Everybody get your tissues out. And What if this was the little guy singing to Kid Rock, and Kid Rock is the dad he's singing to? This is Little Kid C or whatever. This is Little Joe. My name is Joe C. <laughs> and he's singing to Kid Rock and being like, I want to be just like you, Dad. And Kid Rock's like, you already are. He's like, what the fuck? Actually, I reversed that. That song is cool as a parent, by the way. Uh, all right. Nice r- list, Russell. Good list, Russell. Yes, Good list. Russell. Let's get into... Cheers to you guys. Enjoy your Father's Day about like a week and a half after this comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. I Thank love you, Father's Russell. Day because, Appreciate you know, for Mother's Day, Mother's Day, we get the gift of cooking meals for her and doing whatever she says. And for Father's Day, I get the gift of cooking meals on the grill for her and doing whatever she says. <laughs> it's really fun. Hey, honey, please get me another uh, grill mitt. Please, I only have 10,000 from every year that you've got them for me. <laughs> wow, another massage coupon. I can't believe it. What a huge shock for Father's Day. Oh, another apron? By the way, I don't ever wear aprons, but I have 10 of them. Thanks for Father's Day. Love it. Are we it's getting so paid for oh, this Oh, thanks session? for the amazing surprise birthday party for my 41st birthday. <laughs> for your birthday, I will record oh, a podcast boy. and forget the game. <laughs> Poor Rob. Forum. You know those posters when like these guys come up and like dunk the mini basketballs behind yes. the people yeah. and you know because they got posterized. Russell just posterized yeah. you, Rob. I can't I'm believe sorry. my parents had to get me these VR goggles and my wife didn't get them for me. To be fair, we weren't recording <laughs> a podcast. I was just editing one. 
with no headphones on. So she heard the same loop over and over of like, shut up, Aaron. And then I'd go back, shut up, Aaron. And I'd go back like, shut up, Aaron. I was like, oh no, I cut too much. Hey, now shut up, Aaron. I was like, no, I got to cut That more. sounds like there's a lot of stuff on the internet now about A-Rod's uh, sexual proclivities. Like, I wonder if Rob likes to just like, Listen to himself say shut up, Aaron, when he's trying to. <laughs> Is this because you've searched A-Rod's sexual proclivities? Question mark. Show me now. Signed. Aaron. No, this was this came up in another group. I'm I, well, full disclosure. I am part of multiple group chats. I'm not. You guys are not my only group chat. <gasps> what? And it came what? up in another group chat of mine about his uh, his peccadillos. But we should talk about that what, in the post game show. What What's your your hashtag? Your screen name for that one? Juiced balls. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> All right. I've got, what am I on? The world is yours? world is yours. Wonder years, yeah. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Pete Rock. I mean, you can hear this. There's way more scratching on this one. Like, it's a totally different sound from some of these other songs. Right? I noticed the scratching, too. You know who else has done scratching on their albums? Beck. Beck, famous for having two turntables. But he also has a DJ who actually won once won the DMC US DJ Championship, 1996 DJ Champion. This is Whoa. DJ Swamp. Rob, pull up DJ Swamp doing a solo at a Beck concert. Oh, I want to hear some scratches. So I got to ask you guys, when it comes to scratching records with a championship DJ, who does it better? Beck did it better. I can't vote against Pete Rock. That's a hard one. Nope, you did, Aaron. <laughs> now, if you see him in a bar, you go up and say, hey, we like your albums. You'd be like, hey, did you say I wasn't a great DJ? I know who you are. You're famous enough. He gets mad at you. He comes up, hey, I really like your podcast. You're like, get the fuck out of here. No, the the like, world is yours is the first. So I didn't. I never realized as a kid how, what like what a big fan. And Russell, we talked a little bit about how much wh- whether we had listened to this album as kids or not. And I didn't yep. get into it until like I said, I was in my twenties and I was on my you know journey to learn everything I could about hip hop. Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal was quoting this album all the time. Right, he's got a tattoo that says Twism. The world is mine. Clearly, clearly, mm-hmm. clearly that's ripped off from here. Remember when Shaquille O'Neal said. Vince Carter is half man, half amazing. And you thought like, that's the coolest shit ever. Like, wow, that's so cool. You would say that about someone. Nas said that like, that's a Nas line. So Shaq was always, I mean, kudos to Shaq because he was a rap fan. Shaq also said, I'm a rooster and I'm going to get every hen I see. And I was like, damn, that's a good line. Shaq. <laughs> no, I did. I did Google that, Rob. I can't, I haven't found that where anywhere yet. See, so. God. Hey, it's not too late, Rob. Not too late to record your own rap album. I'm DJ yeah. swamp too. Swamping it up, swampy style. I don't know about that last part. <laughs> DJ Swamp 2 is good. Swamping it up, swampy style. Gets long. Hard to play a drop during that. It's DJ Swamp 2. Ricka, ricka, ricka. Getting swampity, swampy style. And then you lose the beat. Uh, speaking of losing the beat, halftime. Man, I thought I was the disaster on that last one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I'll be about. on a manhunt. Rob in the streets without a ton of reefer. Are those sleigh bells in the background on this one? Are those sleigh bells? What's going on there? Let's see. I'm going to try to enhance. It does sound like sleigh bells, doesn't it? Enhance. Yeah, it sounds a lot like sleigh bells. You're right, Russell. It's nice because um, this is the end of the first side, right? Which is the 40 side. And then the next side is the 41st. So I assume that's a reference to where he he lived or grew up. I don't know that. But it's fun Mm -hmm. because we have people who are 40 and 41 on this podcast so it kind of fits our podcast 
One thing I love about this album is it's it's kind of at the tail end of cassette tape rap. And this definitely would have come out on cassette. You know, he makes the comment in New York State of of Mind about never put me in your box if your shit eats tapes. And there's so many, you know, it's sort of like a a trope in rap music about rewinding rewinding the tape to hear the lyrics. And this is like the quintessential people wore out their tape because they had rewinded it to hear what he said. Cause he said so many things that if you didn't hear it the first time you had to rewind it. So I like to think about that at the end of the first side. Let's say you were using a system like Amazon music that doesn't let you rewind. And maybe that's why you didn't get a lot of the lyrics of the album. That's cool too. Right? Like maybe you were like grading papers also while listening to this album. So maybe the lyrics didn't stick out as much. So Rob, was there anything cool. worse than having to return those VHS tapes to Blockbuster when you didn't oh. rewind them and they had to see exactly where you left that VHS tape? <laughs> Yeah, that old lady's pumped to see where Rob Rob Blank left the, the yeah. showgirls VHS tape at every time he returned it. Yeah. What the heck? It's just James Bond getting out of the tub? That's weird. Why would he keep it there? I it's just like, oh, he's rented True Lies a hundred times, and every time it comes back returned on the underwear scene, Jamie Lee Curtis in the bedroom with Arnold. What a That's sicko. A trip down memory lane. Uh, all yes. right, let's take it that down. Is a trip down memory lane. Memory lane. I love this beat. I like this one too. Is this premiere? Is this a premiere beat? I don't know. I told you guys I'm not going to do any research. And you said okay. These are definitely. This is. This also reminded me a lot. Yeah, when you think premiere. about voodoo. These are the. Th- these are the kinds of drums that D'Angelo was talking about, where he wanted yeah. them to be as far behind the beat as possible, and samples not entirely lining up. And this was the Matt. You, you know, watched the you watched the Nas documentary. What makes this this album, or what makes Nas so influential, or what 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 did you learn from the documentary that's super interesting? Well, go go to the next song because I think uh, "One Love" by Q Tip. Q Tip just basically gushes over um, the lyricism in mm-hmm. most of everything that he, he. You know, we're not breaking any ground here. The was, word the word that comes up over and over in that documentary, on Russell, is honest. And catching the feeling of New York in 91 yeah. to 92, you know, like that time. Like everybody's just like, this is the most honest stuff I've ever heard because it wasn't super gangster and kind of like hyperbolic in that way. And at the same time, it wasn't like kind of more meta, like a Tribe Called Quest. It was like what was he was really seen as a 20-year-old on the street. Yeah, so this is like uh, uh, letters to his his buddies that are in jail, right? And like this line, uh, Q-Tip calls out specifically, says, I heard... You know, congratulations. You know, you got a son. He said, I heard he looks like you. Why don't your lady write you? Right. right? And basically, he's saying this is Q-Tip is taking that one line and mm-hmm. saying this is essentially the struggle that every black man in New York is going through right now. Right. You got yeah. cops coming at you from one side. You've got baby mama from the other. You got family trying to keep all of this stuff together. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you've got this great son, but now you can't see him. Now, you know, baby mama's not bringing the kid to see you. Nobody's coming to see him, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just perpetuating this kind of this yeah. cycle of not allowing uh, families to be together. And again, there's so much other stuff to talk about on top of this, right? Like, you know, why, jail to begin with all that. So mm-hmm. we're not trying to get any of that, but it's like, or, there's or this the whole- idea of the Queensbridge projects to begin with, like what the point yes, of them was yes. and why they exist the way they do. Like that's, that's a whole systemic issue. Correct. Right. You know, and so. He was just saying that as a 20-year-old coming up with all of these battles that are going on, there was nobody quite as honest or quite articulate the honesty of what was going on 
at that time. And that's why everybody just saw him as, you know, this guy is just great. He's speaking for us. We can't, nobody's come out and said stuff like this before. And so that's, uh, that, that's what I think drew everybody to Nas, especially as a young kid saying he's way ahead of his years, if you will. Mm, interesting. One time for your mind. I love this kind of, this is almost like a, is this like a South chop and screw kind of sound? It's a, it's the slowest tempo on the, on the whole album, right? Yeah. Chilling. This is down with Aaron's BPMs. Yes. <laughs> this is like, you know, like you're at your apartment by yourself BPM. So you can take all night if you want to. You could really like, you don't have to hurry because you got to get to work and your kids might wake up and see you in the living room because you're in an apartment. This is like, take your time. I don't remember now if this is the, this might be the the song that has the line about uh, richer than a slipper made Cinderella fella. And I love it. I love that this album is still straddling two time periods. There's still that just slight, there's a tiny bit of like corniness of like the rippity rapping yeah. of the eighties. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, even when he says like, you know, relax and strive when I was young, I was a fan of the Jackson five. He just throws that in because he knows Jackson five rhymes with relax and strive. And you know, this one where he talks about made Cinderella richer than a, a slipper made Cinderella fella. It's cool because he's such an incredible technical rapper, but he's still got one foot in that old school eighties thing of like, well, this is mm. a little bit party music. It's a little bit like, let's make a joke. Let's have fun. But he's also talking about some serious shit and he's and doing what he grew up in complex he, rhymes. He grew up in that party scene. Yes. Know, right. Yeah. I mean, that's how hip hop Yeah. Right. I can tell you as somebody who has made two hit rap songs in as many weeks, it is hard to come up with any <laughs> internal rhymes. Like that's internal exactly rhymes right, is the right. hardest thing. Cause it. it's easy to be like, I saw my man named Russ. I saw him on a really big bus. But to be yeah. like, you know, I didn't want him to come to harm holding his arm. Like, that's a harder think, thing to come up with. Although I just did it there, no problem. So I don't and know. And just think, <laughs> Rob has rhyme.com or whatever he wants to pull up on the internet. Like, these guys had to come up with all this stuff just off the top of the head. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, head. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is one of my favorite on the albums. Represent. I like this one. Aaron, what's your favorite track on the album? That's a hard one for me. Uh, Aaron, let me ask you an easier question. Is this your first or second favorite rap song that features a background from the Nutcracker Ballet? <laughs> first, number one. I mean, like for me, it's probably, it's probably Life's a Bitch because I love that sample. I love how I love the smooth sample. Uh, but I've Russell, that's an interesting, interesting question. I've never thought about that because I almost always, if I listen to this album and it had been a while, I'd like, I had this on CD. I used to play, play it all the time. I almost always listen to it all the way through or pick up where I left off. So that's a, that's a tough question, but for me, it's probably life's a bitch. Cause I love AZ's verse. I love the beat and I love how Nas picks up straight from AZ, but represent the, the drums are hard. I love the vibes. A minus. Cool. All right. It ain't hard to tell. I mean, the Michael Jackson sample here is hard. I love yes, it. Yes, very good. That's very cool. What do you think, Matt? What do you think this is a closing song on an album? I like, you know, this this album, it's not one of my favorite rap albums. Man, I'm trying amazing. to figure out why. And, you know, as we're go, as we've gone through this a couple times, I think, 
I don't know, Rosie, you just talked about, you know, it seems like DJ Premier is kind of your guy that you've liked more than the others on this. And I think all the large professor tracks are the ones that I like. And I, I don't yeah. know. I think I got to dig in a little deeper. I don't know if I will, but I think if I dug in <laughs> a little deeper. And so I just, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to figure out why I don't like it as much as other ones. And I think maybe it's a little too serious for me. You know, maybe it's just a little too heavy. I think, you know, I, I think I had that take with uh, um, the Kendrick album. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. I don't know why it just doesn't hit me as much as some of the other well, ones. That would but. explain why your favorite CD of all time is called Circus Music and those who love it. And you can hear some circus music playing in the background right now. This is Matt's favorite music. It's not serious at all. It's for the clowns. He loves it. This is one that I listened to so much when I was really focused on, like, I got to learn about hip-hop. And hip-hop should be an art form and a craft, and it should be serious. And that's when I was really diving into it. And now, up until this last week, I don't put it on much because, yeah, it's not. I, I never thought of it as fun. This week, because of the nostalgia and because we had just heard Low End Theory, and I think there's such a good segue from Low End Theory to this one, it was fun to me. But yeah, for, for a long time, yeah, it wasn't when I put on. So, man, I don't, I don't disagree, man. It, it, it is heavy. It's kind of like when it's after the dense. podcast one time, we watched a little bit of an episode of Who's the Boss? And we're like, oh, we thought this was <laughs> fun, but it's serious. really not yeah. very fun. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know. The themes and Who's the Boss? Like, there's a lot of yeah. loneliness, right? There's a lot of... yeah. Being left hey, behind. it was fun for me when you guys dropped off that Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mona. <laughs> he was an ex-baseball player. He got cut. Now, you know, right, now what's he going to do with his life? He's trying yeah. to provide for his daughter. And yeah, like, Mona, help me push his couch in the van. That's the who's the boss. Uh, Thin line between Tony Danza and Hulk Hogan right now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's yeah. that's the who's You're walking a fine line. Mona, there, that's the brother. who's the boss. Buffalo Bill from. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs combination. Oh, yeah. He pushes Mona into the van <laughs> and then yeah, she rubs a lotion on her skin. Okay, so <laughs> that's all going to get cut. So I hope that we save that for a later segment called Things Rob Should Have Said But Thinks Is Funny. Oh. This time, not mentoring Kirby Puckett. All right, let's get into our rating <laughs> system. Her, her, no. I'll edit it out. Everybody's so here we are at the rating system. This is 44th on the list. Illmatic by Nas. Is this album on the list? 44. Is that a rolling well toned? It's perfect. It should be right there. We love it. Is this a rolling groan? Is that what a groan? Is that a groan? That's not a groan, right? That was a yawn. Try it. You okay. can do a better groan than that. <laughs> is this a rolling groan? <laughs> Whoa. No, I hear that again. There we go. There I we never go. need to hear that again. Nope. I never need to hear that again. <laughs> Things that make you go, mm. that's a oh, rolling no. groan. Is this a rolling groan? Wait, Rosie, Rosie was muted one more time. He's got to hear that. <laughs> <Jenny laughs> you after that. But you love this so much, it made you rolling moan. Ooh. So is this a rolling groan <laughs> or a rolling moan <laughs> or a rolling moana? <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Oh, it's for me. Okay, great. Well, I'm. <clears throat> I think this is one of my favorite rap albums of all time. It is to me the the just about hey everybody. The I'm Bill Clinton. I'd rank this album Rolling Blown. Oh, oh. what? That's, you were doing so well. <laughs> you were doing so well. <laughs> hey, you made it so, so far, Rob, saxophone. Rob, you made it so far. <laughs> it's it's, it's so just far. about as good as it gets when you talk about. An MC over the just the right beats at the right time. 
Also, as I've talked about, it's when hip-hop was still, at least hip-hop media, was still really New York-centric. This was highly anticipated. Everyone was waiting for this album because of the combination of MC and producers. He 100% nailed it. He never reached these heights again. I don't think anyone has. For me, I, I feel like I've been calling too many things rolling, rolling boned. But now listening to this, I just, I'm not sure. And I love Biggie. I love him. Rest in peace. I will always love him. But I don't know how this could be so far below wow. Ready to Die. I think they're so close to, to one another and they're sort of companion pieces. So I don't know what I would knock off for this to move up, but I got to call this Rolling Bone because um, it's, it's got to be closer to Ready to Die. Which one is it? If I think it should be higher on the list, but it should be rolling bone. Rolling, rolling, rolling bone. I think land the plane. Land the plane. (laughs) I think this is rated a little too high for me personally. I understand why it's where it's at. Um, I personally think that Outcast. Fits my Ballywick a little better. So Aquiums coming up here and a few others, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some Jay-Z, the Blueprint, things like that. I think Ballywick. those, me personally, a little better, but I'll, I'll just say it's rolling well-toned at 44. I think it's, uh, you know, top 50 album of all time. That's a good spot for it. All right, Russell, what do you think of Illmatic? I really enjoyed this album. Aaron mentioned it before. I, I kind of thought the last album we listened to, Tribe, was a little bit one note, kind of the same thing over and over. And I think Aaron mentioned this. There's a lot more. I thought there was a lot more variety with this. I loved kind of the rap over the jazz. I thought it was super cool. Nas seems like a great storyteller. So there's a lot of things I really liked. I think for me, I, I said this last week, for, for rap and hip hop, for me, I still love the things I grew up with. And I don't remember being into Nas when I was a kid. I remember being into Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, the Humpty Dance, those yes. types of things. And so it's hard for me to have the same appreciation for this album when I wasn't into it as a kid, when there mm-hmm. were these other hip hop artists that I was super into. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting from a musical perspective, great stories. But for me, it's rolling grown by just a little bit. The correct answer is this is a rolling across the HUD zone. Guys, when I if I move my camera yeah. and I showed you right outside my window, <laughs> guess what you'd see? It's Queensbridge. It's right outside my window. I can see it right from here. Hey, actually, Rob, though, Aaron and I didn't see that because we chose not to come to your birthday. I saw it. I, yeah, I Jenny pointed that outside. out, actually, at the party, and she said it to a lot of people. And she made everybody boo you. And I said, good. <laughs> they should be booed. And Matt booed the loudest. Uh, Next up, we've got an album that answers the question, does Russ have the look? This is Sign of the Times by Prince. Oh, no. Oh, Prince. Oh, you guys, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to really be on This needs to be a good episode next week because 75% of our downloads come from Minnesota, which is weird because only 50% of our podcast shoots loads in Minnesota. When you want to hear about the greatest album of all time. I wrote that down, by the way. But you're just too lazy. <laughs> 63% of all statistics are just made up. Rob, so. just when I thought you could be any dumber, you go and pull something like that and totally redeem yourself. I mean, I'm not currently, but I have. Beck did it better. I heard that for this next album, Prince just had a sign that said one o'clock. Sign of the time. I made that joke on a Yahoo message board during a card game. I would have to change the pile of shit three by tomorrow morning. 